Sportsnet 590. Yeah, it happened. Fan morning show. Frank Gunning, Sam McKee. Thoughts. I, normally, I like a big intro, a big the thaw of contract negotiations. There's no it's time for that today. Song. It is tough. Terrible. Song. I was very happy Terrible when the guys that did it. Sorry, You're out. Gosh. You're out, eh? Yeah. Terrible. Okay. It's uh, for the pod listeners. It's the Austin Matthews oh, yeah. hit him with the four yeah, that came out really after he song. did the exact thing there. Um, it was good for like one minute. Yep. Uh, so how how fun was the time between Austin Matthews' tweet and contract details coming out? That was the best time, right? So we're not going to talk about Evan Bouchard's we'll get, co- finalizing his contract. Extension? I actually wanted to lead with Lafreniere. Uh, Lafreniere uh, agreed to a new deal. Shohei, his arms falling off, and he's I never going to pitch again. Uh, There's a lot going on. Daniele with an incredible, uh, you know, just. I want you to read. I want you to read the headlines because it's like again, we love sports news. If the gods could have spread it out a hair, so would have uh, been great. This is from uh, producer Daniele. Yesterday, Maple Leafs extend Matthews. Angels Otani has torn UCL. Ew, that seems bad. Orioles Flaherty scratched from start. Oilers Bouchard finalizing extension. And Rangers Lafreniere agreed to new deal. It's a lot going on. Uh, yeah. All of those would have been stories that I would have blown I would, up and I would have been taken, like, I'll dive in 10 minutes into this. I would have this. taken one of those the Tuesday after Lacombe, buddy. Oh, I taken- <laughs> oh, a Lafreniere bridge? Oh, that would have been like manna from heaven, the rain coming How down. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I um, for, for me personally. It's the first time I've ever come in here in this summer. Yeah. And uh, actually had coherent thoughts before the show. Okay. Do you want to share any of them with no, us? No, like I just the fact that I could speak before the show I oh. thought was a pretty remarkable thing. I'm pretty thing. proud of you. You were having we were we were actually having a Brazilian soccer conversation yeah. before the show started. I was able to pull which team Pele played for in <laughs> Brazil. I'm really proud of myself on that one, and I'm really proud of you. Uh but I guess the question we keep coming back to is how uh, you know it seems super patronizing. I'm just using it because I've already said the word. How mm. proud should we be of Brad Treliving? This uh. is the first. You can say what you will about all the one-year deals that he handed out at UFA. I I probably overplayed how much I dislike them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think some people overplayed how much they do like them. They're one-year deals. I hope they work out really well. This is the first big swing he has made as Leafs GM, and I realized he didn't have any other option. You know, the idea of Matthews wanting to be here and the Leafs trading him is really kind of an on-starter, but this is the first big test for him. How did he do? It's complicated. It is. It really it's is. very complicated. You can't sit here and just talk about this in a vacuum. I think almost, that's fair to say. It's almost as though we have three hours to dissect this because we may need it. With great and friends please, like Nick Kiprios and Luke Fox. Please text in 590-590 and give us your thoughts because uh, I love your thoughts as well. As you know, I'm a big fan of uh, listener thoughts. Um, the first thing that has to be said mm-hmm. is that one of the best players in the NHL is under contract for the Toronto Maple Leafs for five more seasons, which is a very positive thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fans. There is no question that getting Austin Matthews to sign on the dotted line for his second contract is a feather in the cap of all Leaf fans because I think there's a ton of people 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I think it's not just not just fans of other teams, but other media members, people from out of the market who their favorite stupid joke has been over the past however many years. Yep. Well, I guess basically since he signed the five-year yep. little, you know, uh, have your cake and eat it too contract <laughs> with Kyle Dubas, that he was going to be leaving and that he was going to be here for five years and he was going to go play for the Coyotes, which has Wild. never made sense, <laughs> has literally never made sense. But like the Kings or whatever, one of these teams, New York, have, yeah. one of these teams has always been thrown into the ring of that. So I think it's a feather in the cap of Leaf fans that you have built enough here as like, you know, the, not you, you, you didn't build it. Unfortunately, a uh, guy who's in a wet pit right now, you didn't, you didn't build it. <laughs> But you're the fan of a team that built a good enough foundation that Austin Matthews was willing to commit the prime years of his career to you. Yep. I think the flip side of this <laughs> yep. is that I, I, I've been thinking about this nonstop. And I was really... What do you think I've been doing? I was thinking that the four-year thing was kind of... When I first saw the number... It jarred me, Gunner. Yeah. It jarred me big time that the flip side of the conversation, but it's a feather in his cap. Like, I would hope he signs that contract. Yeah. <laughs> that is the greatest <laughs> contract in hockey history. You get to not only be the highest paid guy in the league, AAV, yep. right? Yep. You middle it so that you're under contract for four more years. You hit UFA at age 30. For presumably the eight-year banger then. Much much higher cap at that point. Yep. You've gotten to eat your cake. No, so what is it? Have your, Have cake, your cake and eat it too. Which I've never he's, get. He's that. just slopping around in no, cake. Okay, so I don't understand that saying. I've said it twice now yeah. and I always think about it, but it's like, why wouldn't you get to ca- ha- eat your cake if you have it? I don't know. Maybe some people you are just... You just get to look at it? There's pretty cakes. But. I guess. I guess it's like cake boss. Yeah, whatever. there you so, go. Yeah. So I don't love the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs are the ones mm-hmm. to be on the cutting edge of contract <laughs> negotiations and the ones that have had to like reinvent the wheel here. Yep. That's the part that frustrates me is that of all the superstars that have been all across the league for you know this era the cap of hockey, era. Yep. They all do eight. And everybody does. And I saw a tweet yesterday, I forget who it was from, that the only contracts that haven't been the max term. Yeah, it was Drew Livingston was uh, one of Daniel's yes. guys, yeah. Who hates the Leafs. Yeah. He's a guy yeah. always hating on the Leafs, and I played golf with him once. I, yeah. I know the guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's always hating on the Leafs, and he's a clickbait guy yeah. with the Leafs, but he's right. <laughs> the only guys to not sign for the max term for an AAV over $10 million, it's Austin Matthews twice and Mitch Marner. Yep. So that rubs me the wrong way, and I'd be lying if it doesn't. So that's where I'm at, Gunnar. I'll let you get in here. That's exactly where I fall. I I think that I this is the only thing in my life I guess I look at this way that I'm just looking at the positives. Whoa. He signed. Yes. 4 years. Mm-hmm. It is there is no such thing as a number with this guy that would have been crippling to you, but it's not 14. It's not 15. It's not some ungodly number mm-hmm. and I think that all you nailed it off the top. This guy is presuming this team ever win something, and I know they won around, but come on, let's be real. A real live run that makes us feel hope and things, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Presuming that happens, and boy, is that a big presumption. I'm a monster a presumption. A monster one. Yeah. But that's that's the whole point of having this guy here is to do that. And this contract is going to give you 
every opportunity to do that. I'll add one other thing in on the having your cake and eating it too. The idea of Austin Matthews having a full no move, no one's going to get worked up about that. But this is also what he gets everything of. Did you see the breakdown of it? It Yeah, it's all signing bonuses. It's all signing bonus. So here's his base salary in the four years of the deal. Mm -hmm. 775K for the first two years, 900K for the last, and then it is over $10 million in bonuses in every other year. They're kind of staggered for for different years there. And I don't begrudge him that. This is, I wish the Leafs would pay every guy like that if that's how they want it and that's how it's structured. Because again, it's not my money. Go cut him a check on September 1 or whenever the league year starts. I guess it'd be July 1st. There is nothing that he could have asked for that he didn't get. The other part of this as well is, what do we always talk about? We get so bogged down in the number. 12, 6, 13, 2, 5. But what's the number these guys are all working around? They're throwing around numbers, but the agent, and when we look at it, and with the teams, they look at percentage of cap. Mm -hmm. And he falls between where McDavid finished up at 16.7 and where McInnes finished up at 15.27. Matthews is smack dab in the middle of those two guys. But what did both of those guys do, McKee? They took eight-year deals. It wasn't a four-year one. And that is the thing that I don't know how you cannot be frustrated by that. I want to be clear. This is a great day, or yesterday was, I guess, and we're going to bask in it today. Still today, a great day for the Toronto Maple Leafs, a wonderful day for Leafs Nation. Mm -hmm. But in a sport where the cap... Let's be honest. It's kind of all that matters. You can go build a good hockey team, but if you can't put the pieces or fit them together under the cap, it is all that matters. If you don't have some stroke of injury luck at the trade deadline that allows you to put a guy on LTIR and go out and get some other piece, that is oftentimes the defining factor for a team that can go on a bit of a run or add a piece to it. So you can't just gloss over the cap. All that this does is set him up for the exact expectations we've always had of him. There was never going to be, you know, Matthew signing this deal. It was always, okay, great, go perform. And now that's exactly where we're at. The season last year that was the floor that we all talked about, what a bad year it was, still finished with 40 goals. And if that's going to be the floor of this deal, it's worth it. But we don't have to like the number, and we definitely don't have to like the term. That's where I fall on it. So last year he scores 40, like you said. And, like, if he looks like he did for the majority of last season, yep. and I don't really care about the number 40 because I guess you can't say you don't care about the number 40. But I think, you know, it's I'm a, I live in perception. I'm a Leaf fan. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by Leaf fans during the season. Like, 85% of the conversations I have with all my buddies is yep. about the Leafs, as you know that. I think the perception, I think the amount of pressure he just put on himself by signing a shorter-term contract is much higher than he would have if he signed an eight-year contract. Like, I think if he has a slow season Mm. like he did in a lot of last year. Like you said, he got to 40 goals, but it wasn't always pretty. We had conversations about how Marner was a better player on the team, Mm -hmm. which was true for a lot of the year, right? Which is, I mean... We're having Kipper on at seven, which we're going to have a conversation about Marner. I can guarantee you that because uh, that's going to come up. Yep. But I, I think the perception of this guy, this is something that I mentioned before this signed, and mm-hmm. I've been talking about this all summer. Basically, every time we get a show together, it's like, well, let's do a 25-minute yep. conversation about nothing on this. I do think the extremely high approval rating of Austin Matthews in the city could start to turn a little bit. Hmm. That, oh, you're the guy who took 
the highest AAV in NHL history but couldn't give us the full eight years, now you're not performing to the level of what you're expected? Like, I think it's a little different last year where uh, he'd had a heart trophy. Mm -hmm. uh, He was banged up. Like, there's all these things that, you know, contributed to the fact that he wasn't as good as he was in years past last year. But if he has another year similar to last year, I think those whispers will start to become... You know, you'll be stepping outside yeah. the library. That's you'll fair. Be, you know when you when you went into a library and you talk quiet, and then you yeah. step out and you start getting a little louder yeah. because you're like, oh, I can talk loud this again. This will shock you. I did not spend a lot of time in libraries. Oh, buddy, I was a little buckworm. You oh, know, I'm always, I was you. always no, I'm lying to your face. <laughs> I was never in a library, but you know, the times I, I was, what you mean. I always remember walking out and be like, oh, I can talk loud yeah. again. I think the people in this city, <laughs> the perception of him will start to flip a little bit, and people will be a little bit sour at the fact that he got it all yep and i think i I mean this is a bigger sports thing but like you know you know it's like 13.25 for eight years you're not gonna be rich enough like you have to get to ufa to be the richest guy ever like this has been one of my hobby horses Mm -hmm. all summer and this this contract hasn't changed that like i do not like the perception of it i think the now i realize we can walk and chew gum at the same time we can be upset about many different things at any different at any given time I think that if you just look at the roadmap of what the Leafs look like over the next two to three years, that there's going to be a lot of noise about a lot of other things. And I don't know that Matthews is going to be the one wearing it because I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that that's kind of the floor. Like he's going to, it's entirely possible. He has another year like that he had last year and it's going to finish with his 40 plus goals. And there's just going to be the number there. And then, but, and then, in then he has the playoffs, moment. but then he has the playoffs yeah. that he has. I just think you look at Where next he didn't year. Score in the fu- well, the, the, the last round, and we and yeah. we we did kill him for it. But yeah. what do we do with the first the first round? Talk about how great he was. I look at you. Just look at we're going to spend all the conversations we had about Matthews mm-hmm. all year long. When the, we're going to go into camp, we're going to have this Matthews conversation now. But they've just now switched to Nylander and Marner. Mm-hmm. Like we're just now into that. Once the Marner contract hits, you know how this fan base is. There's a, like, even people who say, oh, I love them both. There's a delineating line. You're, you're in yeah. one camp or the other. You just are. So the second that Marner contract hit, it instantly becomes compare and contrast. If Mitch Marner, and I cannot believe we're here, but just talking about mm-hmm. the perception, if Mitch Marner signs an eight-year deal, then I think you're really looking at but a, he's at a sea signed. change. Because how many years he's going to be signed for? Five or six. The end of Matthew's contract. Right. So, so I think it'll probably be a four-year deal again. So that's why I say that there's going to be elsewhere to put I or two. I think if you had Nylander and Marner come in with, you know, you're not going to be great team-friendly mm-hmm. deals, but like fair deals with max term that you feel good about, then I think that shifts to Matthews. But because that's not going to happen with any of these other guys, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be the one to kind of wear the fulcrum so, of it at all times. So can... Can we talk about what this means for Willie now, or do you want to keep going here? I, I think I think I've like said what I have to say on Matthews here. Okay. Cole, super Cole's notes. We both like it. We just wish it was for eight years. Pretty simple I, there. I would say I am accepting of it. Accepting. Don't like it. Okay. Don't like it. I like the fact that he's here. Yeah. I think there's a lot of Leaf fans on Twitter that I've seen and people in my life talking to me about how 
You've now got him under contract for nine years at whatever the average age yeah, is. Yeah, I, I don't have time for that. I don't think that's a good argument. No, it's not. It's not. It's just it's just disingenuous because him making what he made in a in a time when the cap was lower versus what he's making now when no, the cap's higher no. doesn't help you. So even I, the biggest the biggest that contract didn't kill him. Believe me, guy. Even I have no time for that argument. So I find the timing of this contract okay. fascinating. Like I don't think. I, Not an accident, right? 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 So, Willie Nylander yeah. sits down yeah. with our very own Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. And I'm not sure if you listen to the clip. Yeah, I don't, I we, don't need, we don't need to go through it. This, I think most people have heard shock it. you. I've listened to it a few times. And <laughs> like a this massive, massive kudos to Elliot Friedman yeah. for pushing yes. Willie and asking every question that every guy and mm-hmm. every woman in this city wanted to hear or asked mm-hmm. every question that we've talked about on the yes. radio for um three months things that we have said to each other yes. multiple times he asked those very questions and i can't give elliot freeman enough kudos mm-hmm. for how good a job he did just pushing him because listen folks you think that's easy like you're like oh why don't they ask the tough questions yeah. to sit down in front of an nhler yeah. and look him in the eye and ask those questions is not an easy thing to do well and i know job. and i just to pick up on that and then we can move on to the yeah. actual point because i know nobody yeah. needs us to defend elliot friedman for 15 no, no, minutes no. but some guy sitting in his car going i'd do it yeah you don't ever have to do it again no, that's yeah. the difference yeah, that's right the you don't have to look at him again exactly uh, yeah, uh, the guy in the wet pit doesn't have yeah. to look at him again. Oh, that guy in the wet pit's got some things to say <laughs> about Bill Nylander, let me tell you. So he gives the answer that we've all heard now. Yep. You know, the most unenthusiastic, I love it here, want to be here long term. Like, I know he's an unenthusiastic guy. But I, I, yeah, this is this is perception of I, I don't read into it that oh way, but go ahead God, and finish how- it. Oh. What do you want? What do you want him to say? Stand up and give a Braveheart speech? Like no, that's I, Willie. That's how he says everything. I just, I think they see this. Mm-hmm. They hear him talk about it. Yeah. They had this contract with Matthews. I think probably done for a little while here. Yep. And you know we had we'll have real Kipper. We, we did uh, a real Kipper unborn last night. And, I like you calling him real Kipper. And we're having Nick Kiprios on, and he'll talk more about these details. But apparently, the least one in five, Matthews one in three. They met in the middle. They figured it out, which I appreciate. But him saying Should this. Should have asked for more than five, him, maybe. Him saying this. Yeah. And then, you know, William Mueller saying this. And then the same day, it it's comes not nothing. out. <laughs> I mean, how can you not read into that? Like, we're not doing, like, sports radio narrative no. stuff here. There is, that is way too much of a coincidence for me. And I heard that clip yesterday, and I was on the radio with Jesse Rubinoff, and I absolutely eviscerated William Nylander to the point where I had to have a chat with William, with uh, with Ryan Fabro. Like, I went after him. So we can get into that conversation here now, but there's no question that that was not a coincidence. No, of course. It's been radio silent from all parties involved all summer long. The first time you hear a peep out of Bang, anybody. Contract. Immediate contract. Yeah, it's not. that is not an accident. You read into that whatever you want. If you want to read into that, that that's the Leafs kind of forcing Willie's hand. If that's the Leafs trying to reset the narrative of, hey, we have good news. We don't need to talk about Nylander's comments. You look into that however you want, but it's not nothing. They didn't do that because it would just happen to be that they had Matthew's cryptic tweet scheduled to go out at 4 o'clock or whatever time it was. Can I say? that um, I think this means Willie's gone. Gone is in traded or gone is in walks. Walks. Yeah. Like I get the, like I get the feeling that 
Kipper and everybody who said what was going to happen was mm-hmm. right. That they were holding on to this contract. Trying until, to squeeze him. Until William Nylander. And they're like, you know what? Screw it. This guy ain't signing here long term. Like, well, it's pretty. I, it, I have a hard time taking this any other way. Well, I to, really do. To me, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, the the question, the free jazz that I liked is, you know, you want to you want to be a Leaf, but how much does that mean to you? How and that's going to be the question that William Nylander is going to have to answer for himself. He's not Austin Matthews, and he had a really really nice year last year. Mm-hmm. He's not Mitch Marner either. No. Okay, he's not. And you're, he is going to sit here, and I genuinely think that he is a guy who does not get flummoxed by these things. I think, I think he's proven that throughout his career, that these things do not bother him. He's going to play the year out, and then he's going to have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. He can go be a shark for 10-7 or whatever yeah. it want, whatever yeah. they are going to give him out there. we've both gone to sharks. Sharks, yeah. It just feels like he's a shark. It, buddy, flip-flops <laughs> to the <laughs> rink. <laughs> no <laughs> one knows who yeah. you are. Yeah. Sweet what a, teal jersey. What a fit he had in that interview yesterday. Oh, yeah. What was he wearing? He had, like, these weird pinstripe pants. I'm like, I am way too old for under, to understand this outfit. Oh, the children. Remember that conversation we Europe? had? Remember that conversation we had about how, like, I have great, like, uh, admiration for just young, cool people oh, with cool outfits. I'm oh. like, what? Imagine I tried to pull in here in that outfit. You would never let me hear the end of it. I wouldn't. Actually, it's just like J.D. Bunkus walking in I here was going to say, yeah, yeah he's, got a, he's got some fits on. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. Sweatshorts and yeah. all types of things going on. Uh, but yeah, the Nylander thing, that's just how I look at it now. It is pretty clear as day. Mm-hmm. They obviously, I mean, true living, I think it goes without saying, probably kick some tires on, hey, what would you give me for Neeland or what can we do here? Mm -hmm. It's obviously nothing that is going to make the lease better for this year or even enough to make them better in years future to even consider it. Neelander's going to play the year out, and he'll have his decision to make. It's going to be go make all the money and get all the term and all the signing bonus. And look, you can get signing bonus and term here. It's not to say you can't have that. There's just going to have to be a conversation about where you fit in. And I think the reason why he's going to be gone Mm -hmm. is because I don't think he'll be able to stomach. And again, I don't think it's going to be some massive haircut if he stays, but being the only one who takes a haircut, seeing what Matthews gets, seeing what Marner's going to get. I, you know, I actually had a really good conversation about this with Donovan Bennett yesterday after we talked about, after I screened about William Nylander for uh, 25 minutes and uh, apparently Donovan was listening and he came on and he played the devil's advocate about getting paid and playing in Toronto Mm -hmm. and the tax situation and all this stuff. It's like, why don't you want to get every dollar? And I get that argument. Like, I really do understand from Willie's perspective and I don't want to say that I'm like, completely oblivious to the fact of like, oh, you know, uh, all these hockey guys, they should take less. They should take less. Like, I I don't Mm want to be that guy. But at the same time... It's the only sport that has a non-fungible cap. That's that's what it comes down to. It's really that simple. Well, that's... I mean, we've had this conversation a million times, Gunner, but this is what sucks about Gary's NHL is that we spend... Like, I wish I could go back in the years we've done shows together... Leafs talks, real Kipper and Born, morning shows, Bringing everything. Bringing a new intern. This is going to be their yeah. job. <laughs> like, log the minutes, the percentage of time we've spent on contract con- talks as opposed to on the ice talks. Like, during the playoffs, it's heaven because um, it's not heaven if you're a Leaf fan. Yeah. But, like. You just talk about the game. It's like, oh, my God, we come, we come on our shows. We talk about hockey. We talk about the guys on the ice as opposed to what they make, like. They're the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're a $3 billion organization. Why should we care so much about what they make? Because it's the hard cap. And I feel like 
Austin Matthews is a victim of this. I feel like William Nealon is going to be a victim of this, regardless if he signs or mm-hmm. not. It's tough. You it's know who really else is tough. a victim of this? Who? Me, personally. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the Leafs should be the Real Madrid of hockey. That's what we've always said. It should be the Real Madrid. They should spend all the money in the world and not have to worry about it. You know, the damn financial fair play. Who cares about that? Uh, yeah. That's a soccer joke. Oh, no, I know, I know okay, about good, good, that. Good. I know, I yeah, know. Chelsea got a couple, you know, little wax, little wax for that. Yes. And then, but other people are allowed to, and that's okay. But we're not going to get too so, into that. I just look at us mentioning Santos in Brazil and UEFA fair oh, play the day, rules. The day after that, you signed. It's not even <laughs> what's happened anymore. What's happened to me this uh, summer? I just, I think William Nylander is gonna probably have to take less if he stays here. That's it. And I don't think he's gonna do it. I don't think that. And I want to be clear. You know, life isn't about fair. I've learned this. Uh, we all have as yes. we grow older. Life isn't about fair. Certainly not. It's not fair to Nylander that he has to be the only guy to capitulate and take a haircut. But he's the third the best guy. That's the thing. He's the third best guy. Okay. You know who else? And uh, we've, we've quibbled about this, but I do <laughs> think the way money kind of got handed out with the cap going up, I, I, I feel free to tell me you feel differently. Yes. But it's like Morgan Riley, bit of a haircut. Definitely. Took the, took the term, took no, the haircut. Didn't. And guess what? Guess what? Mm-hmm. It's because he wants to be here, yeah. and it's because he's a team guy. And guess what? If Nylander I believe wanna... him when he says it. Yeah. When William Nylander sits up there and well, won't I... look at anybody, he's like, oh, we'll Here's what here. I believe. Here's what I believe. I don't believe it. Given his druthers, given his druthers, yeah. if you just said, hey, hey Nylander, where would you like to ply your trade? Where would you like to live for the next 10 years or eight years or whatever? He'd say, oh, Toronto. That is the place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prove it yeah. via the contract that you will sign. Oh, well, I don't know how bad I want it compared to this. And that's just, that is a, that's a fine place to be in. But it also means that you don't, you're not dying to be a Leaf. And that is the thing I've said about Nylander all the time. And I don't mean this as a knock on him. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's always, he was always the one who it was going to mean the least to. And this isn't even a Swedish thing, yeah. even though he's born in Calgary. Yeah. Marner's the local guy. Tavares is the captain. Yeah. Matthew's the greatest Leaf of all time. Yeah. And Mo, if we're going to lump him in with this too, he's the real captain, okay? He's the heart and soul of the team. Yeah. Nylander is always, there are always going to be people who love Nylander and he's their guy. But should the unthinkable happen and the Leafs actually do the thing, Mm -hmm. when we talk about the Stanley Cup winning team, he's going to be the fourth or fifth guy mentioned. And because of that, mm-hmm. you got to be the you got to get in line in terms of getting paid, and that's just never going to feel right for him. No, it's not. And he's, I mean, all these guys think they're the best guy in the NHL, yeah. right? Like they're all going with the the ultimate swagger. They all think they're as good as the next person. But it's just, I mean, Marner has been a two million dollar better, three million dollar better totally. player than than uh, William Nylander throughout the regular seasons, right? And it's just, it's a fact. And he's not been close to Austin Matthews in terms of consistency and production and everything. Like, you know, does Austin Matthews have the most five on five goals still? Since oh, he's somebody, somebody tweeted out. It was absurd. He has the most five on yeah, five like, goals by 30. You should not be, you should be making $4 million less than that guy. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like yeah. you should be making just over $9 million. You're in the $9 million range. But like, if I had to choose mm-hmm. who I'm giving eight years to, yeah, I would much rather give it to Austin Matthews and William Nylander. Like, if they're thinking eight years for William Nylander, that's something that would scare me. Okay, so I did want to bring this up. I want to be very, very clear about this. Mm. I am not in the camp of buying this argument. Okay. But I want to put it out in the ether to see if you believe it as well. Let me have it. I've seen some quibbles or theories of, are the Leafs actually better off that it's a four-year deal because of the injury history. This is a guy who routinely misses 10 to 12 games a year. I'll hear that. Yeah. Borny was talking about that a little bit 
on um, your emergency pod, yeah, whichever he, which you go listen to. He, he mentioned that a bit, and I and I I thought it was it's it's a good point that. But then the number should be twelve six. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's like you shouldn't get to be the highest paid guy in the league plus get the term. That's exactly where I fall on. And it. yeah, I I do worry about his injury stuff because it's been every year, every year. Every year he's missed some time. You know, he's had and even the years, surgery. He, even back. the years he hasn't missed it, he's played through long, long stretches yeah. where we just all say he's hurt and no one ever tells us that, but we just assume it because like he doesn't year. look right. Yeah, exactly. And then he took his, what, three weeks off or two weeks off around the All-Star break, and then we're, we thought he was going to get back to being right, and he, then he kind of was banged up again. He's played... It's crazy the the production he's had. It's, it's, I just pulled, imagine if this guy played 82 games. I, pu- I pulled up his his hockey DB... He's played since his rookie season, yeah. where he played all 82 and scored 40. He has 62 games played, 68, 70, 52, 73, 74. So, so 73 was the 60 goal year. Yeah. Seven, <laughs> 63 goals and 70, 60 goals and 73 games. 60 goals and 73 games. So, Nuts. Um, I, the last thing I want to say on Disney Land, I just want to put a yeah. ball on it. And because it just drove me nuts, and I'm still mad about it. Okay. What's the big deal? Like, come on. Like, come on. What's the big deal? That, like, where are you, like, give me a break. Hey, he, here's the, here's what do you the, think this is, Phoenix? Well, here's the thing I'll hey, say to come that. on. He's what's not, the big deal? That's such a, if you're a Leaf fan, you're like, of what's course. the big deal? Of course. Oh, what's the big deal? I'll tell you what the big deal is. If, if that type of stuff, the nonchalant, the chill answers, however you do it, is going to drive you up the wall, then you should just you should just ask for him to get traded right now, and you should pray he never signs for the team because that stuff is never ever changing. And I honestly do believe that it is what allows him to play in a market like Toronto. I mean, we've talked about it with Barner. You can see it on his face at times. It wears on him. Being a Leaf, the pressure, yeah. all that stuff. Nylander's yeah, on he, the exact opposite yeah, side of things. Marner talks to the media. Yeah, Nylander does it like twice a year. I don't. Does he? You cut more Leafs he audio than I do. He, I feel like he talks a lot. Not a ton. Okay. Not compared to compared to the other three. Okay. Not even close. That's fair. Not Is even it, close. It, I wonder how much of that, and you know, I don't know these things. Luke would have a better idea. I wonder how much of that is guys asking for him because he just doesn't say anything. Well, I think. Well, from my experience, it's not an ask situation. Yeah. It's the Leafs they PR put him out. Put him out. They yep. probably put names on the board before the game. And that's everyone's goes, oh, crap. And that's, I think William maybe will talk if he scores. Or like, yeah, yeah. I, he, he does talk, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, compared to the other guys, it's not even close. And he's going to go in a training camp without a contract. Yep. The circus is going to come to town with the lions and tigers and the, the, the popcorn and yep. the cotton candy. He's going to say this stuff again. I've been debating going to the circus that with he, my family, just FYI. Have you been to a circus? Not since I was, a, like, a child. Oh, yeah, same with me. Are they still, like, kosher? Are you still allowed to do those? Remember when we were at Lakeview and there was like the huge circus tent? But like, set do up? they still bring in like I don't tigers? Think, I don't think stuff? the animals are a thing yeah, anymore. Yeah. I think it's just like, ah, here's a dude. Because I'm fly I, across I, the think, air. Thinking back to like when I was at Owen Sound, when oh. I was like a little kid, there's like lions and tigers. Oh, I know. Like, those just, poor just elephants <laughs> crushing around <laughs> yeah, in yeah. London, Did Ontario. Happen? Did that happen? Wild. I can't, like, I'm thinking if that was a fever dream or not. No, Did that, that, that really happened. Okay. Then I remember we went to KFC after and I got a Shaq basketball. It was sick. Wow. What a day. That is an incredible day. So, if, if it's the you, second best day of my life after Austin Matthews signed uh, his contract yesterday. So we're going to take a break here soon. Yep. But please text in 595. Text line is back. It's back. I was terrified there for a little bit. I that would have been a rough day for the text yes. line to be down. Uh, text us your thoughts. 
your takes, your questions, anything about the Austin Matthews contract. We'll read them in the next segment. We'll read them during the show, uh, throughout the show. Maybe talk some Jays. Yeah, we should talk some Jays next. We should. Ugh. I know. Hey, Ugh. you can't just talk about them when it's fun. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Oh, it hasn't been fun. No, I know. So if we did that, there'd be no, there'd be no airtime this year. Summer. We'd just be in CBS Sports Radio talking about the, the depth chart of Alabama football. <laughs> if we were talking about it only when it's fun. Because it's not fun. It's horrible. It's horrible. One step forward, six steps back. That should be the, the, the key of this, of this team. So Good pitching though. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the, Jesse Rubinoff looked at it yesterday. They would be the first team with the best ERA in all of baseball to miss the playoffs since the 2012 Rays. Great. Yeah. And the Rays have no, they probably were spending $45 on their lineup. I think so. Uh, and the, six the Jays bu- are not. Six bucks, a pack of gum, and whatever yeah. it was they paid Evan Longoria that year so, is basically how that team was put together. So to put a bow on the Austin Matthews <laughs> thing before we go. Yes. And we'll talk about it more. It's not like we're yeah. fit, tying the bow. But our two thoughts are, Gunner, what, what, what's a, what's your grade my two, for it? My grade for it, mm-hmm. it's it is a it's a B. Okay, I said B plus yesterday. So. Okay, yeah, I was I was gonna go B plus, but then I thought eh, I should like it a little more if I'm gonna throw the plus in there. Yeah, Austin Matthews is signed under contract. It's not a three year deal. They got one more than that. We should very we should be very happy about all that. If this deal is for twelve six, yep. we're throwing a parade for Tree. Oh my good lord, yes. And I think we should keep all that in perspective that mm-hmm. it is. 600 grand we're sitting here feeling is a math or I guess a little more 750 or 750, but you understand what I'm saying. It's not even a million dollars that we're sitting here quibbling about for a guy who is heart trophy level, 60 Mm -hmm. goal guy, all that. So, Hey, actually, now that we've kind of had this, now that we've had this conversation, do you feel as though this is like the off season complete now? Because I kind of do. Yeah. That's the, the, everything we heard. If we hadn't had the Nylander tidbit yesterday, and yeah. I assume if we hadn't had that, we wouldn't have the Matthews contract. <laughs> Honestly. So, but if we wouldn't have had the Nylander tidbit, I would say, eh, mostly. There's still a chance something trickles through Double with PTOs. Willie a little. Oh, we'll get that. Yeah. Like the Zach Aston Reese. Oh, yeah. By the way, did you see former Leaf uh, who signed a PTO yesterday with the Avs? No. Peter Holland. He's like what? selling Bitcoin and stuff. But yeah, he signed a, signed a PTO with the Avs going to camp. Pardon me? Wasn't yes. he on the radio like last week? He was on the radio. Am with I going to get a PTO? You are not. Oh, I can't okay. confirm. Although, <laughs> if they see you go backhand chat, I don't know, maybe <laughs> yeah. a little UC Okanen shootout specialist. They should be able to do that. You should be like the 19th skater. Shootout specialist only. Oh, they bring in the gangly Gus from Owen Sound. <laughs> and the goalie's just like bonk. Bonk, out. yeah. Get out of here. He just spears you. Yeah. Okay. Keep the text coming. 590, 590. We would like your grades for the Matthews contract. And is this now a bow on the Leafs offseason? The Blue Jays, rough one in Baltimore last night. We will get into it. More on Matthews, more on the Leafs, and more of us on the Fan Morning Show on Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Sportsnet 590. 590. The Fan. Yeah, Matthews. Got a ton of it yesterday. This is a lot better song than the first one. Do you like that? Oh, yeah, we can't talk about can't this. Talk. No, um, you can't. It's just like people on the money. podcast just get confused. Give it's her money the song. by Pink Floyd. Money. There you go. Sam McKee, Frank Gunning here with you. I didn't even check in. I usually like to do a little mental health check on you, but you were so spry before the show. I didn't need to worry about you today. Yeah. You're just so alert and aware. Yeah. I mean, listen, when you're doing the morning show for two days, it's really easy to convince yourself to get out of bed. Yeah. It's it's the like third day would be a breaker. Or? No, it's when you're like looking at five. Like, five, it's like, holy hell, I can't. Do this. 
But two days, I couldn't get through that. And, uh, I, and I couldn't get to sleep last night. The, the tough thing. I was shocked. You sent us a text at 10 p.m. last little, night. I was I, floored. A little um, inside the business here. Yeah. For anyone who's worked mornings or whatever, they probably know this. People listening right now are working mornings. Yeah, they like to go so, to bed. Yeah, but when you've been doing like afternoons, oh, like I've been impossible. going to bed at like, like 11, 30, 12. Yep. And then to like switch over and be like, it's 7 p.m. bedtime. Well, I got to watch the Jays. But yeah. like nine o'clock bedtime. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work. No. So I watched a little episode of The Bear, Yes Chef, and then went to bed. There you go. I was asleep by like midnight. I've been, uh, sh- speaking of The Bear, mm-hmm. I've been, uh, I never watched Shameless. So I've just been getting around to that now. And okay. I was just very shocked to see Buddy. I was like, oh, look How at that. How much have you watched it? I'm like basically done the first season, more okay. or less. It's fine. It's just a yeah. lot going on. Yeah, it's like the same. Like, it's like, I don't know how many seasons there yeah. are. But like I think I, 11 somehow. Okay, so I stopped after three Yeah, because it's the same thing every season. Yeah. It's th- it's so like, this Oh, my is- God, big problem, big problem, big problem, result. Yeah. Oh, my God, big problem, big problem, big problem, result. Yeah. So there you go. A lot of shows. Sorry, sorry for the spoiler. Could be said for a lot of shows. Oh, a spoiler that on a TV show, they maybe figure things out and allow yeah, things to continue. Sometimes they don't on that show. It gets a little dark, too. It's, it does. It's, it's a good show. It is. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. It's TV talk with uh, Gunning and McKee. <laughs> yeah. uh, you want to talk about what we watched on TV last night? Um... I did something I haven't done. Not the bear. The, I did something I, just, I haven't done in a long time. <laughs> What'd you do? I turned off the TV in frustration. Richards got you, eh? No. Oh. I stuck through Richards. Oh, good for you. I it figured was... that would have been. The satin dare, Dan's like, I think he was actually telling the story about what, or he was telling a story about something and then satin dare just socked that ball to the moon in the middle of it. Yeah, and the other one he hit was like off his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> God, he's a good hitter. He is. He really strikes fear in me. Like, he's a sneaky guy that you wouldn't think of as, like, a, when as you're, a killer. When you're ripping off, like, O's that scare you, Mountcastle, Henderson, Rutschman. He should be right there. He should be right there. He's really good. I don't know what his numbers are against the Jays. I can pull that up. But he's been really good against the Jays over his career, it feels like. But uh, Danny Jansen airmails that throw into Brutal. center field. I, I, you know, I play Really competitive softball. Yeah. You know, really at Swansea Park. It's just, it's, it's high. You know what I would have been yelling? Eat it. <laughs> Eat it, Danny. That was an absurd play. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you had no chance of getting him. He's actually made a couple mistakes recently where mm-hmm. he's been bouncing it. He's been sailing it. Like, I don't like that. But that sent me to the bedroom to watch the bear. I was like, I can't do this. I am pissed off. This is upsetting me. I look at my phone. I see that they went down seven, nothing yeah. so that, uh, Bautista doesn't have to come into the game, mm-hmm, which is a big, huge yeah. issue. So now he's rested that mutants ready to come into the game, uh, tonight or when they play this afternoon or tonight. I think tonight. Okay. So I, <sighs> the bats, man, that's it. It's still the bats. It was always the bats. Five hits. It was five always, hits. And listen, I know Dylan Kramer's a decent pitcher. Dean. What did I say? Dylan. <laughs> Who's Dylan Kramer? Is I Dylan Kramer I, a guy? I'm thinking of uh, whatever that Dylan guy's name was on that season of Curb, Your Enthusiasm, where Larry David's like uh, at his rock concert and it's too loud. That's the Dylan that's jumping out to me. But yes, no, uh, Dean Kramer. Because I said he sounds like a guy in the Rat Pack. And the most frustrating thing is, is that I grinded through that stupid <laughs> socks afternoon game with the Mariners yeah, where they blow it in the ninth inning and then they come back and win in the 10th. <laughs> I watched these this stupid White Sox who suck. <laughs> I watched this game and I'm like, yes. I'm dealing with Austin Matthews follow through. I'm like, oh my God. Austin. Anyways, watch the game. I'm like, huge chance for the Jays here. Massive. I know it's, it's August, yeah. but 
You got to win. Like well, it's, it's, it's 30 some odd games left. That's it. And you have a chance to tie them. You just got to win this game. Jack Flaherty gets scratched from his start. Dean Kramer goes, who has a 431 ERA this year. And I know, you know, yeah. ERA, I don't know if that's allowed anymore. <laughs> just go out there and hit him around a little bit. Score some runs. Again, again, Gosman, who didn't have his best stuff, absolutely grinds through that start. Gives you six innings. I forget how many he struck out. Only gives up two runs. He's got traffic on the base pass yep. the whole game. A couple monster Ks with nasty Oh, the splitters. second and third, yeah. Like, he was really, really good with not his best stuff. You score nothing for the guy again. Nothing. What is, do they hate his guts? Honestly. What is, like, is there a guy in the league that has a worse run support than him? It feels like every game he goes out there, he just doesn't get any run support. He's grinding through this game. Trevor Richards, listen, the bullpen was so elite the night before. Yeah. Bullpen guys give up runs, it whatever. Happens. It balloons. You're not going to score many games where you score zero runs. Well, and the and the other part of it. How have they been shut out? The well, last and the other part month. of it with Richards is just that, given the way the pen was taxed the other night before, he was going to wear that for a bit. Okay, you weren't going to bring in another arm there, yeah. especially when the game was already at the score that it was. It's the bats. It's the bats. It's the bats. And you know, this is a tale as as old as starting uh, or as old as pitching in baseball. We've seen this before, where teams, even with good offenses, will have. They're, they're ace on the mound, and I don't know if it's a psychological thing. I don't know what it is, but it's, okay, well, we can put our feet up a little today. We only need to scratch across one or two. It feels like we see this actually pretty commonly in baseball with aces who don't get a ton of run support, but it is at a complete other level with Gosman. And I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to leave the bats, but I just want to mention one other thing about him. I just, Sorry, go I ahead. Went, I went to uh, Sportsnet Stats to yes. see exactly what I wanted to find. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays, uh, Kevin Gosman, owns the MLB's lowest run support average this season. 3.23 runs. Be better. And the lowest uh, run support average in a non-shortened season for the Blue Jays history. Woody Williams, number one. Old Woodsy. 319. Kevin Gosman, second. 323. Jerry Garvin, 327. Dave Steeb, 345. And Tom Underwood, 349. So he is, right now, the amount of run support he's getting is the second worst in the history of the team. That's brutal. The one thing I did want to pick up on what you said about him before getting back to the bats was that's what an ace looks like when it's not their A plus day, mm-hmm. when they're scuffling, when they're fighting and they're finding a way. That's why Kevin Gosman gets paid what he gets paid. Obviously, the days where he's nails and, you know, he has his 12K game earlier this year and all that. You love that about him. But that is what truly makes that guy an ace. And I sometimes think that, you know, I was the first guy to say this. He had his little hiccup afterward, after the All-Star break and Barrios was coming on and Kikuchi was coming on. That's the difference between those two guys and that guy is that even when he doesn't have it, he could still find a way. Because, yeah, second inning, had the bases loaded. I'm pretty sure there was traffic again in the third. And I understand it's not great that there's traffic. I'm not absolving him of that, but it's finding a way to, to get out of it. In terms of the bats, it is infuriating that we have to have this conversation four days a week, five days a week. And I, I, honestly, even when they win, even when they win, it's yeah. like, Hey, the pen was great. And Gosman was nails or yeah. whoever was on the mound. And you got a few timely hits. We had the one cathartic day, a belt hitting a bomb and mm. extras. And then Vladdy had his three hit day. And you're like, great. They oh, can build sweet, on it. Sweet. Was that Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet Tuesday night. What a night that was. Yeah. Oh, don't get used hope. to it. Don't get used to it because this is what this team does. They have a day where they look great. And you say, ah, there it is. There's the blueprint. Far shows going yard and belts mm-hmm. providing support and Vladdy's doing his thing. And then you muster five the next day against a, a fine starting pitcher. But we have spent so much time talking about this Blue Jays team 
where we mention the other team's starting pitcher as though they're Sandy Koufax when they are, in fact, not. We talk every day. We come on here and say, well, you know, Kramer was great. You got to tip your cap. No, you do not. You know what? You know who's supposed to be great? Well, he is great, Bo Bichette. But George Springer and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Alejandro Kirk and go up God, and down the line. Kirk is in the freezer. Yeah. Can't do anything. No. like I, I, Well, they pinch hit Gavin for him at the end of the game. He almost went yard there. But that was close. That was really close. Um, Blue Jays are shut out. Cedric the- Mullins looked very cool doing that, by the way. It was very nonchalant. Cedric Mullins is a cool looking baseball player. Very cool. He just, he's, he's, he's a glider. Yes. Glides around. That's great. Uh, Blue Jays are shut out for the eighth time. Since June 19th. Oh, my God. The most in the major leagues of baseball. The eight shutout losses in their last 54 games are equal their total for all of 2022. Man, that's brutal. It's a problem. And, like, I want to sit here and kill the front office for their only deadline addition being Paul DeYoung, who, by the way. Had two knocks, including a bomb (laughs) yesterday. Four RBIs. (laughs) (laughs) That must be a different guy. I, I honestly can't. Well, no. No, you know what it is? NL. NL. Yeah. Playing an out weak, yeah, weak senior, senior circuit. circuit. But it's like, there's a, the he body snatched. He, yeah. he never came here. It was a, he said, that chick on the plane. No, you know what it's like? That guy that is, is not, not real. real. You know what it's like? I've seen, I've seen these stories out of like Asia where uh, people will just pay other people to do their prison sentence for him. Yes. Paul DeYoung said, I'm not going to Canada. Uh, yeah. Pete DeYoung, why don't you go up there? And he just, was awful. Like, what was he three for 44? Whatever yeah. the Jays, like he was downright horrible and he goes there but like i want to kill the front office for that being their their only addition and boy it would have been nice to take teo away from the from the mariners you yep. but like the guys who are supposed to be good just got to be good that's it that's it because the re well that's why i kept coming back Kirk to the- is awful at the dish right now like there is no threat i have ze- like when you're watching vladimir Guerrero jr mm-hmm. in the middle of the lineup where I know he had three hits or whatever, but like, do you ever no. believe? He slapped two singles, then he hit a double after Belt hit the bomb yes. to win the game. Yes. Let's talk about that, really, because that's what happened. Do you have a belief that something's going to happen when he comes up to the plate? No. It sucks. It sucks that the guy that you're supposed to be your Miguel Cabrera type prospect that everyone said, mm-hmm. that you have zero hope. It's a bonus for me when he gets a knock. When he comes up in a big spot, I never believe. And that breaks my heart, Gunner. It really does. Because yeah. I had so much hope for this guy. And Bo Bichette, clearly you have hope. Whit Merrifield, great yep. hitter at the top of the lineup. You know, Belt's been excellent. He really has. It's crazy how good he's been since. Like, having an OPS over 800 after the way he started mm-hmm. is remarkable. Yeah. I, the, I want to kill the front office for not making an addition. Mm-hmm. But look at the pitching staff they built. Yeah. If these guys were you know, a half better than they usually have they've been this year. This team is comfortably in a playoff spot. If they had one big knock all year, they'd be comfortably in a playoff spot. It's just they have not performed in the biggest spots for the Jays, and they have these big moments where it's like this is where it gets rolling, and you come back the next night, you get five hits, you get shut out, and you're right back where you started. It's just... Like I said, one step forward, six steps back every time with this team. It's really, really frustrating. I can't remember a more frustrating team. You know, everyone talks about 2016. Mm-hmm. This is way more annoying than 2016. Yeah, way I, more. Because their pitching wasn't close to this good in 2016. I look at, the, when we go back to the conversations about the deadline, the only bat, and I, I want to be clear, you know, if you could have got a game-changing bat, you go out and get it. But the only one that really made sense for me to get was Teo. 
because you were banking on the voodoo flipping or the switch flipping or an awakening to last year or something along those lines. That was why it was the only one who made sense to me because you didn't need to just trade for one more bat to put in your lineup. You weren't one bat away. The teams got shut out nine times since mm-hmm. the middle of July or whatever the stat was that you eight, gave me. Yeah. Eight times since the middle of July. You're, that doesn't change because of one bat. But if you would have been able to have got a Teo and that would have put a little life into Vladdy. And look, that's all pixie dust and magic. And who knows if that would have happened. It probably almost certainly wouldn't have. So that's why I think when you look at it, that was the only one that made sense. Because let's just say they go out and get a solid five hitter. Whatever that means to you. You can kind of picture that guy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the lineup. They've had Dalton Varsho be that for the last little bit. He has kind of supplanted himself or pushed himself to a point where he says, yeah, I am an upper half of the lineup guy. Guess what? Hasn't changed the world. It's been really nice to see from him, but mm-hmm. it hasn't changed the complexion of this lineup. So, yeah, frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. So, sorry to pile on Kirk, but I'm going to. You don't have to apologize to me. In his last 15 games, he has uh, he's hitting at 184, on-base percentage of 273, and his slugging percentage is 204. He has zero home runs over that time. He has five walks. He only has four strikeouts, three runs. So he's just hitting the ball to the outfielder or just bouncing out. It's like there's no sting in his bat. What happened to him? Because everybody, like he was the guy that you could depend on hitting. All he does is hit, right? Like he was that guy that came up and he just put the ball in play and now he just has no sting in his bat. He can't drive the ball anymore. He's 150. Mm. His his last seven games, his last 26 at-bats, he has three hits, Gunner. It's, I... I and I, you know, I'm not sitting here. Well, I guess I am about to take my victory lap. I was saying they should have sold high, and I understand at the time, but I'm not even saying obviously not at last year's all-star break, but I thought this was a guy who kind of showed what he was in the back half of last season, and he's shown it through the bulk of this year. His bat-to-ball skills will always give people some belief that the BABIP will kind of work itself out and the balls in play will start to eventually touch some grass, and I understand that. Sample sizes are a thing. We get all that, but the sting is gone. I'd love to see what the kind of exit velo is this year versus last year, the barrel rate, all that stuff. How do you find those things that people tweet out? Uh, I can find out what it is this year if you ask me to compare it. Compare yeah. it last year, yeah. I got nothing for it. Everyone's you. like, oh, look at my you know what? Maybe, cool baseball savant maybe, maybe I'll do some homework for that, and I'll have, uh, get, uh, I'll have an answer. Danielle to do it. He oh, puts yeah. together this incredible lineup. It's true. He can figure it out. Well, he already, put, he, already, he already wrote us a novel for the show this morning. Look I didn't want guy, to put any this more. This guy put pictures oh, wow. of the Instagrams I didn't, from I, Mitch okay. Marner. No, see, this is too much. I don't need to be angered in that way. I don't need to see the rock on emoji or whatever wow. we're calling that. We're about from, to talk some Marner with our next guest. Oh, probably. I know we are. I know. Uh, Nick Kiprios coming in uh, to tell us what a great haircut Austin Matthews took. It wasn't the 13-5 that Kipper told us it was going to be. What a great deal. Uh, kind of sarcastic about that. I think you can all tell. First hour in the books. Matthews is still a leaf and Kipper's coming up next. The fan morning show on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan.